Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, podcast 212. This time I have probably what will be a short podcast talking very briefly about Snowpiercer, a movie which came out a couple of years ago, and Wedding Escape, which just came out on the iTunes store. And my phone actually didn't blow up while playing for like half an hour, so I got a decent preview of that. But that's it for this time. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. Probably mostly due to the fact that I have a sad life and I'm kind of not watching stuff in the standard way. And I don't get, you know, a lot of the normal commercials. I had never heard of Snowpiercer. It stars Chris Evans, who is Captain America in the new Avengers movies and, of course, the Captain America movies. And it is a South Korean science fiction movie based on a French novel, which is kind of very European mishmash there. It's a really interesting and different sort of vision of science fiction in the same way that Fifth Element was a very different view of science fiction. Fifth Element was, I believe, by some French comic book writers. So it has that sort of odd style to the science fiction. The basic gist of it is that the world was, I I guess, having some kind of global warming issues. And so they came up with this idea of some kind of super coolant to cool things down, but it kind of backfired in that it froze the planet pretty much solid. And there was a person who sort of saw this coming, and so he built this super powerful, awesome train that would run basically forever, and he built a network of train connections to allow it to basically perpetually run. And each run apparently takes a full year to go all the way around the globe. Which I guess doesn't really matter because, you know, everything's frozen over so it all kind of looks the same. It's a very odd premise that, you know, basically the last survivors and all that's left that survived that is on this one train. And this one train, it's not even very big. I mean, it's it's a little bit bigger than normal trains, but it's not huge. So it seems kind of odd. But, you know, the whole premise of the train running forever and not blowing up just seems odd in itself. Our story begins like 17 years after the collapse of the world, and it's sort of a story of an uprising of basically people at the very back of the train who are pretty much, you know, representative of the lowest class of society, fighting their way to the front of the train, which, you know, gets progressively more upper class. And so it's sort of this classic Russian-style story of the rise of the workers against the controlling upper class. It's pretty interesting. There's a decent amount of story about the world and sort of the class system through, I guess I would say, the first third or the first half of the movie even. And then we get into sort of the action of them fighting their way up the train. It's pretty cool and a very different vision of sort of science fiction. 
the very end of it where they sort of talk about some of the start of the collapse of the world and how their life on the train started gets pretty graphic and pretty sad and kind of terrible in some ways, you know, emotionally. But I think if you are into science fiction and like something that's a little bit different now and then, this is definitely worth checking out. I saw it on Netflix. It was something that had been recommending to me for a while now. And I kept looking at it and going, gosh, that looks really weird. And so I finally kind of, you know, ran out of stuff to do lately. So I figured, well, I may as well, since I have to cancel Netflix and that's going to go away soon, I may as well watch it before, you know, I lose that chance. So like I said, if you're very into science fiction and you like stuff that's a little bit different now and then, you might want to check it out. I would say maybe with or without friends, up to you, it's kind of different. So it might be something you want to, you know, contemplate. And I don't know if you need popcorn or not. Like I said, it's kind of action-y, kind of drama-like, so not a high-action popcorn kind of movie. But I think it's worth checking out if you're into that kind of thing. Hey, little sister, who's your superman? Hey, little sister, who's the one you want? Hey, little sister, shotgun. Last day to start again. I got a short preview, sort of peek at a new iOS game called Wedding Escape. It is by Rafael Lima, which I don't know if that's a gaming company name or if it's just like one guy and some friends of his that made the game. It's kind of a endless puzzle game, I guess you could call it. The basic premise is you start at a wedding chapel, and then you freak out and run away. And to progress in your running away, you have to get through this sort of puzzle level. And it's it's not really connected to the whole character running aspect. It's just sort of a cute little animation at the top of the screen. Kind of like an old school arcade game intermission, I guess. It's a really, really interesting twist to the traditional match-three style play in that you are matching them, but you're not actually moving the tiles. How this one works is there are basically two tiles, and each tile has the two sides, and you flip the tile instead of actually moving it. So there are diamonds, which are blue or purple, and then there are coins, which are gold or silver. And so it starts out and they're, you know, scattered on this board. And then you can sort of click slash connect up to, I believe, five of them. And it has to go in sort of a four-way connection. Like you can go up in a straight line anywhere between, you know, like I said, one and I think five. Or you can go up and then over. Or you can make a square, you know, different patterns, but you can't go diagonally. So anything in that line that makes a match of three or more will poof away those items. And then, you know, the the tiles will fall down. And anything that doesn't will stay the new color. So it's really, really interesting. It's like you're trying to match, but you're also trying to move the pattern in a way that the ones that you flip that don't match will potentially match in the future. So that's 
a really, really different and interesting twist on the matching game, and I really liked it. I got quite addicted. I played for half an hour pretty much straight, which is kind of a big deal for me in terms of just a quick preview of something that I want to check out for, you know, potentially talking about on the podcast. Usually I only spend about five or ten minutes doing that. There are some sort of power-ups slash special things. There are four total, I believe. One is a bomb that sort of blows things up in an area. One is a mine, which blows things up like vertically and horizontally in a line. Then there's a magnet that sort of sucks things in. I'm not quite sure how that one works. And then there's one that I've never used. It flips all. So I don't I don't know why that would be useful, really, but I guess it flips all the tiles. And as you collect up these various things, you'll get the power-ups, and then you can use them on the special tiles. How you pass the level is you have to clear a certain number of tiles, and you only have a certain number of moves to do that. So, like, the first one, it's pretty easy. I think you have, like, 8 or 10 moves, and you only have to get, like, 10 or 15 tiles or something. It's really, really easy. But by the time you get to, like, the fifth level, kind of really ramps up very quickly, and you're looking at something like you have to clear more than 100 tiles. So it gets really tricky really quickly. But like I said, it's a lot of fun, and it's a very different take on sort of the matching-style game. It's free to play, so if you are at all into the matching games, you should definitely check it out. You earn some kind of money while you play in-game money. It seems to only matter in that it unlocks different characters as you go. Doesn't seem related to anything else. There's no, like, energy system that stops you from playing. There's no system that boosts anything, as far as I know. It just unlocks different characters. And there's some ridiculous number of extra characters you can unlock, which are all basically purely cosmetic. Like I said, there's like a little animation at the top of the screen that has the character, but they don't impact anything as far as I know. So it's a really awesome little puzzle game. Like I said, if it's free to play, so if you're into puzzle games and matching games at all, it's definitely worth checking out. And I think it's quite a lot of fun. I'll probably play it quite a bit more. I might have more to say about it in the future. I didn't play it with sound, so I don't know what the sound is like, and I don't know if you can play podcasts through it. I don't think there's a colorblind option. I didn't see any options except for sound and music. But like I said, there's four colors. Purple, blue. That might be a little too close for one kind of colorblind. And then gold and silver, which I think is distinct for all colorblinds. So I don't think it's an issue in colorblind. I think people who have any issues with that should be okay. But it's a lot of fun, and it's free to play, so... You should definitely check that out if you're into puzzle-slash-matching games. News this week is pretty much the same. Mad Max is now out. I will definitely go see that. I checked out Rotten Tomatoes the other day, and it gave it 100%, which 
I have never seen anything with 100%. think like 90 was the highest I've ever seen on any movie. I didn't even know 100% was possible. It's possible it could have changed, too, in the past few days. But I didn't even know it was it was possible to get that high. So that's a really good sign. Witcher 3 is now out. That's not a game series I've ever been into. I, I just never picked it up. I tried a demo for the first one, and I, I just didn't like the way the camera moved and stuff. But if you are into that series, that is now out for whatever platforms it's out for. I don't even know what it's out for, but... It's out if you were looking forward to it. And Destiny House of Wolves is due out next week on the 19th. That's it for the news. So that's it for this week's Rabbit Rumblings podcast. No donations or anything. So I'm really still extremely at risk. I have less than a quarter tank of gas in my tank. And like no money at all to get anything. I think I have like maybe $5 in my bank account. But that's it. I have no money in my wallet at all left. So I'm getting very extremely worried about that. Because really the only thing I have value anymore is my car. And if I had to sell that just to, you know, pay for phone and stuff, that would be kind of the end of me. Because I would lose too much with that. And obviously, you know, even if things weren't as much of a concern, I, I would still be at least losing my ability to drive places, which greatly limits the job opportunities here in the Bay Area where I live. Because pretty much all the jobs are all spread out and mass transit, well, an option takes forever because, you know, it's in the city. So they're stopping and stopping and stopping and stopping and stopping and stopping and it takes just forever to get anywhere. So again, if you can donate, that would be really good. And I kind of really need help right now. If you can't, you know, spreading the word and mentioning me to friends or people, you know, on Facebook. It's also really helpful because you, you never know who might decide to help or spread the word further and eventually get enough help to be okay. So I guess that's it. Nothing else to say. Otherwise, I'll start getting really sad. So that's it for this time. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. my friend. This one was just thinking about you. Nothing personal, of course. Ra's threat assesses all of his assets. Yes, yes. 
We are here to gather some intelligence, right some wrongs, and perhaps slit some throats. We'll see how the day goes. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you like my page you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on youtube at rabbit dot com I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2015 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.